welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Dojo Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Serio Sensei. We are on episode 16. Um, Real quick before I get started, uh, the intro song that plays before uh, the show starts is from a good friend of mine named Richard Desiree, also goes by Bobcat Goldwave. Um, the intro song is called Blind Ambition, but he did just recently release a beat tape uh under bobcat gold wave which is kind of like his producer alias and i will leave a link to that in the description below and probably end the podcast with like a snippet of one of the songs so you guys can check that out uh of course i gotta plug the homies but i don't plug him just because he's a friend but because he is a very talented rapper slash producer slash musician so try to you know put his work out there i think you guys would dig it um, so I'll leave links to a few of his works um, in the description below. So check that out when you get a chance. Um, as far as today's episode, um, we got a little bit of music, a little bit of movies. Um, <laughs> I gave in and went to see Power Rangers. So I'll probably start with that. And then I got an album I'll get into and then a very, very short and sweet EP that I'll cover at the end that shouldn't take too long because there's only three songs but uh you know we'll we'll get there when we get there so excuse me I did just eat so I apologize if I burp during this podcast it might happen but um <laughs> we will start uh off talking about uh, this Power Rangers movie that I went to see probably about a week and a half ago I liked the Power Rangers when I was younger. I wasn't like a super fan, but I mean, everybody watched the Power Ranger. Everybody loved the Green Ranger. I was no different. Um, when I heard they were making a live action, I was a little hesitant at first. It kind of reminded me of the Turtles remake, which I still never watched because I love the Turtles. And I don't know, like the, the new Turtle movie gave me kind of a bad vibe, even though I heard it wasn't that terrible of a movie, but. I was not going to originally see this at first, but I had a couple days. I was just, I think I was on vacation when this came out, or at least when I saw it, I was on vacation. I was kind of sitting around the house. I didn't have a whole lot going on. So I was like, well, why not? Why not just go see it? It might not be terrible. So I went to go see it and my expectations were low. So for me, I was actually pleased with what I saw. Um... Let me, let me give some shout outs to some, some people. Uh, this movie was directed by Dean Israelite, if I'm saying his name right, and written by John Gat- Gattins and Matt Sazama. And, I mean, if you, I'm not going to get too much into the story. I feel like if you don't know the Power Rangers, I'm sorry, if you're a newbie, <laughs> if, you didn't, if you didn't grow up on the Power Rangers, I'm sorry, I'm not going to explain this movie to you. If... I won't spoil anything in the movie. I don't know. I try to keep my movie re- movie reviews spoiler free. 
But, I mean, it's the Power Rangers. If you grew up watching the Power Rangers, you, you know how the story goes. And, yeah, I, I liked what I saw, though. I mean, I think one of my knocks on this movie would be that... I hope y'all can't hear the trash people outside. They're outside being reckless, but... <laughs> One of the things I will say about this movie, the one knock I did, as one knock I'll say is, if you watch the previews, the previews did kind of show most of the best parts of the movie, minus the, um, I mean, they showed the Megazord in the preview, but they didn't show, like, everything that, of course, they didn't wouldn't show everything that happened, but, like, that scene was a little longer than what the preview showed and was actually had a really dope ending to it. But like the, I thought the movie overall was was solid. It didn't do anything great, but it didn't do anything bad. It was just kind of, you know, it's kind of like straight line. I mean, it had a few high points, but nothing like really blew you away. Um, they did switch around some of the Rangers. Um, so Zach, who is the Black Ranger, and in the original was literally a black person, <laughs> is now. Uh, he was played, I believe, by an Asian gentleman named Ludi Lin, if I'm pronouncing his name right. And then Billy, uh, who was the Blue Ranger, is now a black guy, uh, played by R.J. Siler. And shout outs to him, man. He he was probably my favorite character in this movie. He was a really he was a really kind of like quirky guy, but he was really 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 smart. And I think I like that he. He's very, like, aware of how, like, weird and, like, quirky he is. But, like, he, he seems to embrace it. I, I thought that was really dope. And, well, I guess many spoiler, he was the first one to morph. So, hey, man, MVP. <laughs> My MVP of this movie. I know Jason, technically, Red Ranger is the leader. But, hey, man, Billy morphed first, so I'm giving Billy. <laughs> Billy's the brains behind the operation. I'm giving Billy that, uh that crown but yeah i mean the first the first half of this movie does kind of drag but i kind of expected it of course you got to go through the whole origin of you know what was everybody doing before they were power rangers and in this movie the way they started it is um these uh students were in i can't remember if it was summer school or detention excuse my memory it's been like a week since i've seen it so my memory is not all that well but <laughs> They were they were in like either like detention or summer school, so everyone was in there for like a specific reason. So um, like the Red Ranger had got in there because he um, he had gotten into some like car accident because he was out being stupid and he crashed into somebody's car, so he got in trouble for that and it ruined like his whole senior football season. So he ends up in detention. Um, the Billy the Blue Ranger he kind of revealed later in the movie that he was there because he. He blew up his lunchbox. Like I said, he's a really smart dude. He plays with like gadgets and stuff a lot like that. So he like accident. He wasn't a bad kid. He just accidentally, literally blew up <laughs> his lunchbox. Um, I can't remember why Kimberly and um, the Yellow Ranger. I can't remember why they were in there. I, I know they explained it, but I like the even with the switches of the Rangers. Like I said, they switched the Black Ranger to the Blue Ranger and all, and all that. But like I. I like the the casting for the Rangers, even though they switched them. Like I, I feel like nobody was really out of place. They all definitely fit the theme of kind of just like your average young kids in high school, kind of you know, 
a bit mischievous. They're not like bad people. It, it was it was a little cheesy, but it's Power Rangers. It's supposed to be cheesy, you know. So it was a good mix of. It was like they just took the old Power Rangers and just updated it to 2017, but they still retained some of the, you know, the cheesy factor of it. You know, I don't know. I don't really know what else to to say. Like I know, I know, I've seen some people who were kind of felt, I guess, the opposite about it the way I did that they didn't really enjoy this at all. But I guess for me, it's just because my expectations were were pretty low so when i saw it and it wasn't complete garbage i was like oh all right this isn't actually a bad movie um and actually i'll give a shout out to elizabeth banks who played rita because when i saw the trailer originally I, I don't know it was something about her i was like man i don't not feeling it like i don't i don't know man <laughs> i don't know how this is gonna work but she actually uh she played i thought she played a really dope rita she was she was insane like it was there's really no other words to <laughs> to put it like she literally was insane and she uh, I, ain't, I ain't i won't go into specifics but rita caught some bodies in this movie like <laughs> rita was like this movie was pg-13 but rita was rita had some some rated r she had some rated r moments going on <laughs> in this movie not to spoil it but the, the scene in the the alley you know, for people who've seen it, y'all know what I'm talking about. The, the scene in the alley uh, when she was uh, digging for gold and uh, the homeless guy was next to her. Yeah, man, that was. Yeah, man, Rita, Rita was. <laughs> Rita was on to this movie, but she she played a good. She played a nice cheesy villain, you know. Just a, a nice cheesy villain. She she got the job done. She she. I didn't like her in the trailer, but the more I saw her in the movie, I was like, okay, I get it. She, I, I don't mind this actress at all. This is actually a pretty good fit. Um, as far as Zordon and Alpha 5, um, Alpha 5 was pretty cool. Uh, he was voiced by Bill Hader. I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, you know, he was kind of like, I want to say, I guess, he, he was kind of like the comedic relief in the movie. Um, Zordon who was uh, voiced by Brian Cranston, give him a shout out, I don't know how I felt about Zordon in this movie, like, <laughs> Zordon was actually pretty mean in this movie, like, he had no, and I get it, you know, the, when the Rangers first became the Rangers, of course, they're all confused, they don't really know what's, what's going on, or why they were chosen, and Zordon's, pretty much looking at them like this this can't be the squad like <laughs> there's no way that these guys are are who they're supposed to be and it just it it did kind of seem like the whole movie that like zordon i can't even say on the low hated them but it's not really going to low like he <laughs> i feel like he was never a fan of them like even as the movie progressed like he just didn't like any of the rangers so yeah, Zordon was, was kind of a he's kind of a douche <laughs> in this movie. But I mean, he he was. I think I don't remember the original story from Power Rangers that that much, but he um I believe they kind of switched up his origin story as well as Rita, so that might throw some people off because I don't remember in the show like I don't think Zordon was ever a ranger and that in this movie is kind of like the origin that him and I believe him and Rita were both rangers at one point but 
you know, like I said, they 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 tinkered with a few story things and character things here and there. But for me personally, it wasn't enough to be like, oh, I hate this movie. You know, they they did minor tinkering, but I I, I didn't mind it. But yeah, Zordon was a douche, and instead of being in a giant tube, he's now yelling at people through walls, which. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I, I think it's part of kind of the updated 2017 look. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the tube just wouldn't work in this day and age. I didn't mind the wall. It, his, his face kind of like shifts and moves, and I don't know. I, I thought it was it was it was decent. And I think that's just kind of the word for this movie. Like it, it was just decent. It wasn't it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. Um, it was just kind of it was just solid all the way through. And the few, the highest moments. Of course, when the Megazord shows up, <laughs> you know, the the Megazord does what the Megazord does. Um, Rita had a few. I, I like most of the scenes when Rita showed up because she was just, just crazy, just kind of like menacing villain that kind of came in and just wreaked havoc wherever she went. Um, I think the only thing in this movie or one of the other things that kind of disappointed me. I don't say disappointed, maybe a little underwhelmed, like I, I kind of expected a little more, was just kind of like the action sequences. I mean, as cheesy as the show was, like the action sequences to me in the in the original show weren't that bad. Like some of them were actually pretty good. Like <laughs> Power Rangers and Scrap, you know, don't don't get it twisted. They're running around in these, you know, ridiculous looking suits. But, you know, when it comes to the hands, <laughs> they're not slacking off so i thought the action in the movie was a bit i don't know it was, was kind of not including the megazord fight though the megazord fight was the megazord fight was dope i wish it could have lasted a little longer but the megazord fight for me didn't disappoint but like as far as them just being in their regular outfits and just kind of like fighting the putty people which is kind of another thing they changed about this movie but i completely understand because we all know the putty people back in the day looked ridiculous like <laughs> the funny people looked ridiculous so they kind of updated them but now they're like they're kind of like these rock monsters it looks really weird like now when they like they punch them they just crumble i don't know it looks it took a while for me to get used to that and that that might i'm sure they'll do a sequel to this because of the way the movie ended they'll definitely do a sequel so i'm not sure how i feel about the putty people but I, I guess it's kind of it is what it is but yeah like the the action sequences were i don't know i thought they left a little more to be desired like they could have done a little bit better but then i also think I, I guess you could attribute it to it's the first movie the rangers are still figuring things out as they go they're, they're not going to become just monsters and you know masters overnight so I would hope in the whenever they do a second one, which I'm pretty sure they'll do, because we all know where everybody in the world's waiting for the Green Ranger. We all know he's gonna come eventually. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure if he shows up, it'll be in the second movie. And yeah, I would just hope maybe that aspect they would improve on it. But I mean, aside from that, like the the dialogue was cool. It was okay. It had like the little cheesy comedic moments. And like I said, uh, the Blue Ranger for me. I really, really, really like liked his character. Like all of his scenes were were just like pretty funny. Like he he held the movie together for me. He was easily 
easily my favorite ranger in this movie. And then you do kind of get to see, um, I guess without, eh, it's not really too big of a spoiler, but there's a scene where before it's, they kind of discovered their powers, but they're still not all a hundred percent sure, like what's exactly going on. And they're trying to work as a unit, but they all can't really, they can't figure out why they can't morph. And so they, they have this scene where they're all sitting around like a bonfire and, everybody's kind of like opening up to each other and it's like oh you get your little little cheesy heartfelt (laughs) little cheesy heartfelt moment but i mean it's cool you get to see in that scene specifically like their background and how they kind of like what they were up to before now what kind of make them what makes them act the way they act and and things like that so I, i thought that was i thought that was that was dope so yeah i mean overall it was it was it was an okay movie i don't know this isn't something that I would say like, oh, you gotta go see it. I mean, if if you got like younger siblings or I don't know, you're married, you got a family, you you guys just want to have like a, a a little fun outing. I don't think this is a bad movie um, to go see. Like I said, especially if you got younger siblings, I'm I'm pretty sure they would enjoy it. But on the same token, it's not it's not something that like you need to rush. Like it's I don't think I don't think personally it's, it's not like a must see you know, oh, I'm, I gotta cancel everything I was gonna do so I can go see Power Rangers, like, I don't think it's that kind of movie, like, you could wait for it to come out on DVD and get it, or even eventually, you know, I'm pretty sure at some point it'll end up on Netflix, or, like, Hulu, I don't know, it'll, it'll end up on some streaming site that you can, you know, you can look at it at, so, yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't gotta go out of the way to see it, but if you do go see it, it's not, it's not a bad movie, it's a nice, decent action flick updated nostalgia um yeah that's it because if i say anything else i'd probably just end up spoiling the movie oh and one last thing i do because i saw a lot of people complain about like their outfits and i get it 2017 power rangers basically look like little mini iron men <laughs> running around but i i like the new outfits i mean i get it we all want the nostalgia but it's 2017 man they're not gonna go back to those they're not going back to those (laughs) outfits that we grew up on like that's not gonna happen so i don't mind this updated look where they all look like little iron men running around so yeah i guess that is my last uh, tidbit about that movie so power rangers you know if you're gonna go see it you might be presently surprised like i said my expectations were weren't too high so i ended up liking what i saw if you go in there thinking it's going to be the most amazing thing ever you might be disappointed or i don't know you might not just go see it don't let critics don't let even me tell you what not to see or you know go see it form your own opinion form your own opinion but i think i think for the most part people will will enjoy it uh, probably a lot better than they're enjoying ghost in the shell which <laughs> I know I mentioned like I've, I know I've mentioned it before on this podcast that I've I binged the series like Ghost in the Shell like the anime took over my life for about a month and I do plan on seeing a live action movie I know I'm gonna regret it I know I shouldn't do it but maybe maybe Sunday I don't know I might catch a matinee just because it's cheaper so instead of taking $12 for me they'll take like 9 but <laughs> 
that's another story for another day. But if I do go watch that, I will definitely do a podcast because I, I know whether I like it or not, I'm gonna have a lot to say about that movie. So, but yeah, Power Rangers, man, decent flick. If they have a sequel, I'm in there. I'm all about it. And yeah, so that's about it for Power Rangers. I won't linger on that too long, even though I've been talking about it for almost 20 minutes. <laughs> so on to some music. And it's been kind of a slow, honestly, it's been a slow music, like, week for me. I just feel like most of the things I've been listening to haven't been, like, recent projects that have come out as of late. Um, but the the homie Dev and the Dude dropped another album called Acoustic Levitation. Um, and I decided to talk about this, well, one, because I, I think it's a decent album. It's not great not terrible but like I, I it was an enjoyable listen but Devin is one of those artists for people who don't know the Devin the dude is a Houston artist uh been a part of rap a lot for I feel like since like the beginning of time I'm not sure if he's still with them I can't I'm not sure what label this album was released under but either way he's been affiliated with rap a lot since pretty much rap a lot started he was one of the first artist from that label that I had ever really listened to. And he's just one of those guys, especially in like the Houston scene that like, he's, he's a a true vet in every sense of the word. And he's been, he's been holding it down in Houston for a long, long time. And hey, I think he slightly gets overlooked and I can kind of see why maybe I think I could understand why people, some people might, I don't say we might not like him, but maybe why he gets overlooked. He does have a pretty particular style of music, which I'll go into in this album. Um, this album, much much like a lot of his work, is is, is mood music. Like it's it's not gonna really blow you blow you away or <laughs> anything like that. But no pun intended. If you listen to Devin, you know why. <laughs> you know why I said that. But he's. He's just one of those guys who I, I'll put on and listen to if I just kind of want to, I just want to vibe out. So, um, Acoustic Levitation came out, I don't know, it's been a couple weeks, I believe. Um, this is a follow-up to One for the Road, which that came out in like 2014 or something like that. So, it's, it's been a minute like since we've heard Devin. And for people who, if you've never listened to Devin's music, um... I think the best way I could describe it, um, you're going to hear a lot of weed, you're going to hear a lot of women, <laughs> mixed in with a little bit of, a little bit of, you know, real life. He is also a, a storyteller, a very comedic storyteller, but storyteller nonetheless. But I think, I think what I like about Devin and what I think probably a lot of other people enjoy about Devin is, even though his content doesn't at all it doesn't change all that often not to say that he doesn't talk about any social issues it's, it's kind of far few in between but he does have moments where he may address a serious topic every now and then but for the most part i think a lot of people like devin's music because he has like a very comedic approach to to rapping and, and songwriting like he he really comes across as a guy who doesn't take himself too seriously and I think in that way it, it just it kind of makes him relatable like even if like I and I don't even smoke and most of his music is about weed but I like listening to him because 
he just comes across as like an average guy and you know a lot of rappers kind of brag and boast about oh i've you know i got the baddest chick here you know kind of like that's just real false bravado and devin's just comes across as like oh he's just the dude in the party he's just trying to have a good time he's not bothering nobody he's not trying to fight anybody (laughs) like devin comes in he's trying to just have a good time and, and you know and then leave when he's done like he yeah he, he's not like a larger than life personality he's just a really chill dude and it, it definitely translates in into the music um i i guess that's kind of where i'll start sonically um acoustic levitation if you listen to the title if you can imagine what that would sound like it's, it's kind of what the production on this album is a lot of it is very it's very subdued it's very chill it's it's vibe music like it's something you you put on maybe when you're in a car you're just trying to cruise you're just trying to zone out and you just got to put this on and you just let it you just let it do its thing and that pretty much carries throughout the tone of the album which it's kind of like a it's kind of like a blessing and a curse like i I think this album kind of sums up pretty much most of his career like when you listen to devin you know, or at least if you've been a fan of him, like, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get <laughs> some really chill songs. You know, he's going to talk a lot about relationships and failed relationships. He's going to talk a lot about lusting, <laughs> you know, he, he's going to, and he's definitely going to give you all of the, the weed smoke talk that you can, that you can imagine. Like he, he definitely is in that vein of that kind of music and he does it very well though. Like that's, that's definitely his lane and he he tends to stick at what he's good at and i guess you i never really expect him to do anything different and i don't even mean that as a slight it's kind of like he knows his lane he stays in his lane and if he just so happens to do something different a cool if not i know what i know what i bought this album for and i know what i'm getting um i guess to get into the album just to talk about a few tracks in in specific um this album does it is mostly kind of the weed and women talk um the relationship actually theme is actually a little heavier in this than i thought it would be especially compared to like previous albums like the opening track can i is pretty much a track of him you know spitting game (laughs) pretty much plain and simple like and i feel kind of bad because i can't really I can't really go too deep into like the content of the tracks because it they're, they're very simple. Like he's a very he's a very straight to the point artist. Like nothing there's nothing coded. There's no lines that are going over your head. Like when you listen to these songs and you look at the titles, like you know, like everything just syncs up. You know what you're gonna get, and he's gonna give you exactly what you think you're gonna get. And it's just kind of either you like it or or you don't. Um, like I said, Can I is the, the opening track, and that kind of sets the tone for the album. It's him just, you know, pretty much, like I said, spitting games to a chick, asking her, can he be the can he be the chosen dude, pretty much. It's very cut, dry, straight to the point. Um, but like I said, what, what makes him, or at least for me, what makes him fun to listen to is just like he has this really kind of like this really subdued comedic approach. Like, like I said, he doesn't really take himself too seriously um 
And it's just like it's a really chill approach to the topics that he tackles. Um, moving on down the list, uh, I go to the second track. Are you going my way? <laughs> it's like a, a track of him. Uh, I think he was like he's in his car. He sees a he passes by a chick who I believe is like on a bus stop, and you know obviously he's attracted to her. So they kind of have like this banter of where he's trying to you know he's just trying to figure out what he's up to if he can take her where he needs to go and they have like this kind of like fun back and forth <laughs> and then at the end of the track he finds out like he has like four kids and he has to make all his room in his car and now uh, he's kind of regretting even talking to him in the first place but like <laughs> that's the kind of stuff like Devin does like he makes like these kind of like average stories and then he'll he'll throw in a little like comedic twist at the end so uh that song was good uh please pass that ah, please pass that to me uh track three is another good one i like how this album started for the most part um can i was good uh are you going my way was okay please pass that to me i like that one uh we high right now it's kind of on that one uh then track five is bye and that's another good one of pretty much him saying you know by any means he's got to get what he's got to get he's going to do what he do yeah he's going to do what he has to do to get what he needs to get and that's another one and then after by it kind of leads into my favorite track which is the title track acoustic levitation and like it's tracks like these that make me listen to Devin. like this is like some of the most chill chill just laid back like the perfect vibe in music to listen to so yeah that 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 track is awesome and like <laughs> if you see the the cover of the album it's a picture of him he's got like a blunt in his right hand and all you see is his feet sticking out and he's like literally just levitating i mean you can't see his whole body it's literally like just like his leg the bottom of his legs his feet his hand and then like the blunt he's holding and it's like a little bit of smoke in the air and it's him just like hovering over a neighborhood <laughs> it's like <laughs> that that track pretty much encompasses like this entire album and especially like it'll make you think about the cover like yeah that that i love that song it's, it's just super chill and it's pretty much about him just trying to relax like he's just trying to enjoy life he's not trying to he's trying to get away from you know all all the drama all the you know trouble that he might be surrounded by and he's just trying to chill out so i mean in that level it's a very relatable track. Everybody has those moments where you just you just you're just trying to chill, man. You're not trying to you're not trying to get into a bunch of trouble. You're not trying to hear a bunch of noise. <laughs> you just you just want to relax, man. You just want to vibe out. So that's um that's one of my favorites. Um, the next track, I'm in the galaxy. I'm kind of fifty fifty on this track because <laughs> like I don't mind like the verses to me are cool, but it's something about that that hook. That I'm in the galaxy. <laughs> I don't know, man. The hook. Oh, I don't know. I mean, Devin does his little. He does his little harmonizing, and even I think he knows he's not a great harmonizer, but it it passes. But that hook, I don't know. It's something about when that hook comes on. It's a little. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little too much. But actually, I, and I also point that track out because it um. It's probably one of the more, I don't say upbeat, but that one knocks, that beat knocks probably a little harder than any other tracks on this album. Like I said, most of this album is actually pretty subdued. 
um but that one that one has a little has a little kick has a little knock to it um continuing scrolling on apartment 8216 uh tracks like these are also why i like devin's music um and it happens at least once an album probably probably more than once he'll throw in a pretty <laughs> he'll throw in an interest in like storytelling track and really i can't even say just tracks because he does that a lot in the music like even if you if you pay attention to a lot of verses not even just on this album but like any of his albums like he's he's always telling some kind of story or just like describing how his day is going along and then like something weird happens or you know like he 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 always he's a very descriptive <laughs> artist not not descriptive in a way that's like technically i guess you would think like introspective but it's kind of like hey man this is what i did this morning when i woke up now i did this other thing and now i'm in some nonsense like <laughs> apartment 82 16 uh <laughs> the track starts off with him uh i think it was on like porn hub or something and he ended up talking to some chick and you know she invited him to the apartment and then like he shows up to the apartment and he quickly realizes when he get in there that there's some extracurricular and not the extracurricular activity he was looking for there's some other stuff <laughs> going on as a department like he, i think he described like he came in and uh man what do you say he was hearing like these weird voices and some dude had his balls cut off or <laughs> it was something wild like it was a it was a funny track though like tracks like that also are wild like his his music he, he'll throw in these really just bizarre interesting stories so like i said the the first the first half even though i do tend to skip around a few of these songs but like i like the first half of this album pretty solid but after apartment 8216 to me it does it kind of falls off um after apartment 8216 it goes into it's cold in here which topically is a, a good track it's him that's one of the tracks on here where he, he is kind of just like talking about real life issues and you know how dirty the industry can be you know you got to watch out for snakes you gotta you gotta take care of yourself you know out here but the song was it was just okay and then it goes to do your thing and it goes to don't get naked um actually that's that's not a bad song actually it's kind of about him trying to resist his ex pretty much <laughs> so that's that's the that's actually not a bad song but like I, it, it is kind of like this middle section kind of from like track nine down to like 12 or like i said i don't mind don't get naked so i'll go to nine 10 and 11 were kind of eh 12 is don't get naked that was okay and then it goes to 13 uh you know i want you i was like yeah but it ends uh with do you love getting high which i mean do you love getting high i don't <laughs> you, you already know what that song's about i don't think i really need to go into detail but that also much like the uh the title track acoustic levitation is pretty much another reason why i just like Devin's music it's the epitome of just vibe out just kind of chill out and i think i think that song has a music video i believe actually i think that was one of the first videos that was released like prior to this album coming out so um, I'll, I'll try to leave a link to that to the description so you guys can check that out uh, that's actually a good song to 
that's a good bar for Devin's music. Like, I feel like if you enjoy that track, you'll like everything else that that he does. And if you don't like that track, then he might not, you know, maybe he might not be the guy for you. But, yeah, that was pretty much a uh, total of the album. It is only 14 tracks, so this album is not, it's not a terribly long listen. Um, like I said, it does, unfortunately, uh, to me, tends to drag a little toward the middle and the end-ish part. Um, but it, it does end strong uh, with that track. So, I mean, give it a listen. If you just want, you want a, a simple album, something you don't gotta, you don't really gotta think too hard about. You're not getting any crazy bars or you just kind of want to vibe out, you know, stoner music. <laughs> Pretty much the the way to describe it but like I, I just i have to give Devin props though man because like i said in the beginning he's he's been holding it down in and on the houston scene for a long time and i would say he he is an, a legend of 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 houston or of texas music in general like he he's a he's a pioneer he might not get his credit like people might not mention him in the same vein as like a ghetto boys or scarface or UGK or even like a zero but like he he's up there like he's one of those dudes that he's been in the game probably what two maybe two decades I'm not I can't I can't remember the the first um I can't remember when his debut came out but he's been around for a long time and he has kept himself relevant in that scene since he's you know since he's been out and active and he may take a little breaks here and there between albums but when he drops albums like his core fan base is always there to to check on what he's doing like he he does good at keeping a core fan base and you know keeping his fans pleased they know what to expect from him pretty much if you've been riding with them for this long and for the most part he always delivers so yeah man give give acoustic levitation a listen like i said i'll leave a link below uh if any of these songs have videos like i said i think do you love getting high i think that has a video so i'll leave that um down there so you guys can check it out um i would say though if just one more tidbit if you've never listened to devin i'm not sure this is the best starter if you want to hear like some of his best work um my personal favorite album even though i haven't heard all of devin's albums he actually he does have a lot of that's another thing his discography is actually pretty lengthy it's actually a lot longer than i thought it was but um i would say just trying to live that's a good starter for if you've never listened to devin's music that's probably for me out of all of the projects i've heard from devin easily his best one um and the just a track from there you might want to look at is a uh, doobie ashtray which was i believe that was produced by primo which is crazy because i don't know I, I never thought i'd hear devin the dude over primo beat but it's not like a boom bat beat. It's actually a really, it's really chill, really laid back. It's it's a perfect. That track also just kind of encompasses Devin the Dude sound. So like that's another one of those songs where, if you if you like that song, then dig into the rest of uh, Devin's discography because you'll you'll definitely like it. But yeah, I would say give just trying to live. A listen first if you've never listened to Devin's music uh start with there and then maybe go to acoustic levitation but uh, for people who are Devin fans like if you've been riding for Devin or you've been listening to him this long 
I'm pretty sure you'll like Acoustic Levitation. Um, compared to One for the Road, I didn't listen to that album that much. It was okay, but I think I think I can say this is probably better than that. Um, even though I just I haven't listened to One for the Road for a long time, so I might be wrong. But it's at least I think it's a little better than that. This is definitely one of his better works that I've heard as of late. So yeah, man, shout outs to Devin the Dude uh acoustic levitation solid album so give that a look um the last album well i can't even say album uh well music project i will talk about today um i was pretty excited when i saw this because i didn't know this was coming out at all uh i can't remember if i've mentioned these guys before but uh cunning linguist is probably i can't even say like current favorite groups like probably like all-time favorite hip hop uh hip hop groups um they hail out of lexington kentucky and these dudes i was introduced to them i know a lot of people one of their earliest i think critically like acclaimed albums was a piece of strange um i was a tad bit late <laughs> to the cunning linguist party so the first album i heard from them uh in full was dirty acres which one of these days I'm going to do a podcast talking about that album as well as um, uh, Blue and Exiles Below the Heavens. Just a small tangent. But like those are two albums that really changed like the way I started. Like they, those two albums really changed my music taste back when they came up. Like those two albums are pretty responsible for probably from the time when I was like maybe between like 18 and 20 like the music I was listening to before those albums came out changed after those albums came out like they, those two albums completely changed the way I started to ingest music and what type of music I like but I'll go into that at a later date but anywho I just say that to say I've been listening to kind of language pretty much for a long time at like after I heard Dirty Acres I went back I listened to A Piece of Strange uh will rap for food which is a really really <laughs> really dope album that i wish i could get a physical copy of but it's on like amazon for like 99 dollars or something ridiculous like that but i mean either just the same man these dudes have been in the game for a while and they're probably one of the most consistent groups i've never bought a cunning linguist project or even any of their solo works uh for people who don't know uh, the group is composed of Deacon DeVille, who's an MC, Natty, who's an MC, and uh, No, who is a producer. Um, the members of the group have changed over the years. Uh, I believe when they first started, there w I think there were a few other members, but this has been like the trio pretty much since Dirty Acres, maybe a little before, I'm not too sure, but these these three are pretty much the, the group now and have been for a long time. And just a, a tidbit uh no no is one of the dopest producers i've ever heard like this dude he uses samples that just like for one i don't know the samples that he uses like uh, uh, and there's no diss to other producers but like you, you know when you've heard a sample that's kind of been recycled over and over even though it might still be dope like you know what the sample is when no uses samples i have no idea where these songs are coming from but <laughs> this dude is a phenomenal producer um but to get to this ep uh it's entitled the rose ep um this came out of nowhere on march 31st i think i just happened to be 
scrolling through my Facebook timeline and, you know, I like kind of language page on Facebook. So, you know, I see all of their updates and then I just, this popped across my screen and without even listening to any single or anything, I just went to the band camp and I downloaded it. Um, it's, it's a really, really short EP. It's a lot of EPs nowadays, like five and six songs. This is three. So they get real straight to the point. Um, but this, this is a really, really, really dope EP. For one, I love the the artwork with the uh, uh, you got the black chick with the afro, and she has like this really cool red background. Um, as far as content of the album, this is very, very socially charged. And the and the three songs in this EP only totals to like twelve minutes. And the three songs that they got, man, they they packed a lot of content into these three songs so i guess just real quick i'll just kind of go through all three uh the first track is entitled red white and blues and features jason coffee uh who sings the hook and (laughs) track starts off with america i love you even after everything you put my blood through every descendant of a slave ought to cuss you throw a middle finger up and say (laughs) and he doesn't even say what you think he would say that he just lets it fade out but that's kind of like the theme of the song is them just discussing, you know, all right, we're in this country and we don't mind being here. We want to be here. But, you know, it hasn't been uh, <laughs> hasn't been the friendliest ride, to say the least. But like what I enjoy about uh, Deacon and Natty, if people if you've never listened to them, like these dudes are very, very good writers like. You know, a lot of people say like rap isn't poetry and that nonsense. Like, no, these dudes have really, really just good pens. Like, it's very descriptive. It's very poetic. The way they kind of string words together. Um, I guess just to give you a kind of a hint, I'm trying to find a bar. I have the lyrics pulled up right in front of me. I should have took notes, but I'm not professional. <laughs> but I guess they're like one of the lines, cage birds still singing, uh, chain gang still drumming, 100 miles, we still running, 400 years, <laughs> give me a pound of Bob Marley, American flag strapped to the back of Black Harleys. Like it's it's very just, it's very descriptive the way they describe like kind of the, how the black experience has been in America from way back when to when we first got here up until, up until now. And they both just pretty much have verses kind of describing that. So that that yeah, that track it, it starts off really heavy and it, it keeps it just it gets heavier. The second track, which is probably my favorite uh out of the three, is Riot. And I guess this one kinda hit home because um I am a native Marylander. I'm pretty sure people know about the Baltimore riots. I don't live in Baltimore anymore, but that was pretty much like right in my backyard, like <laughs> not even 30 minutes away from me so yeah i really i really 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 like this song and like the hook is him talking about you know actually i guess as i said old head saying why them people outside trying to keep them young boys quiet get low why them young boys wild looking at them about to start a ride good lord and it's kind of like the hook is this song really encompasses like 
what what brings a riot to happen like how do people hit that point where they get so fed up that they start to you know like it reaches that boiling point and the hook is kind of you know it mentions like you know young boys young girls out here riding and like i said the hook is literally asking like well why are y'all doing this like how does it get to this point and then the verses kind of go in the script of telling like how it is that you know how it is that we got to that boiling point when we got to the point where it's like all right man no more we're not marching we're just about to <laughs> we're just about to wreck havoc and yeah man it's it's a really just it's a really heavy track man like and i love i love the way this track ends oh man i gotta find i gotta find the line yeah okay so deegan the villain who also has an album i'll just throw in there called piece of power definitely check that out and actually natty had i can't remember natty's solo album i feel so bad but yeah check out both of their solo works but but anywho um my favorite part of this song is towards the end in deegan's closing verse and he says reverse psychology the apology that civil war wasn't fought for me it was economy look a pre the slaves date recorded but it took a hundred years to piss in the same toilet like bruh that <laughs> that verse that that i ain't say that really oh that verse is dope but like that those two bars in particular like that kind of like encompasses what this ep is like man it, it's like we i don't know it, it's just it's heavy man it's it's heavy stuff like <laughs> yeah man i don't really know what to say this this album has so much just social content i could probably go on and on but it really speaks to like the current really past and current climate of america as far as like race relations go and that's pretty much like the theme of this ep and shout out to no who never slacks on production man this dude knows how to create a good mood he he has like a signature sound and i can't even really describe it but like I, I just know I know a no beat when I hear one because nobody else sounds like him. They they don't do the sounds that he does. He has a good way of I don't know, just creating like a certain like atmosphere to his tracks. So yeah, Riot is easily my favorite out of these three. And then track number three, um, Red Bird. Um, compared to the first two, this track is a lot more um it's a lot more chill a lot more, i can't say chill I, I guess melancholy would probably be the word like it has a really somber mood um to it and i, I really i need to listen to this track a little more because i'm not gonna lie when i listen to this ep i normally end up <laughs> i listen to the first track and then i get to riot and then i just kind of stay on riot and I, I feel like i haven't given red bird enough listens because i, I haven't fully and in, like interpreted this song is also like i said it's very descriptive it's very poetic so i kind of need to like read the lyrics to kind of get exactly what it is they're talking about like i'm not sure if the red bird they're describing is like an actual person or if it's some kind of metaphor for something but ne nevertheless still still loaded with with content um i think one of my favorite lines on this track uh do 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 where is it at uh natty he had the, the first verse on here uh catch a breeze and glide further than the eyes can see or stay attached to the turf as the mind concedes 
and never soar so close to pole every raven is evermore or simply weather the storms and surf and ah, search of a perfect shore like these dudes are geniuses with the pen man like it's so just descriptive and poetic the way they describe things so i mean i, I can't talk much about this ep like i said it's, it's only three tracks but I don't know if this is a prelude to an album that's coming out. I would not mind a Cunning Language Project and 2K17 <laughs> to add on to the list of already other dope albums that are coming out this year. But yeah, man, this this EP, like if if I know if you're a Cunning Language fan, every I know you're loving this. Like there's no way this 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 EP touches a. It, it touches the soul man like <laughs> it's, it touches the nerve like it's 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 really just it's it's powerful stuff man it's no i go on and on like kind of linguist has been on a roll man like these dudes never drop you never drop whack projects whether it be from their group efforts to their solo works because i uh, know even know the producer he, solo it's been a while since it came out uh God, what's it called? I know one of the songs was called Rhythm of the Rain, but I can't remember if that's what the EP was called. But I remember I love the cover art of that album. But either way, anything Cunning Language related is dope. Any And especially, like, if you listen to their... I don't think Will Rap for Food. I'm not sure if that was their first album. But that, that was one of the earliest works that I listened to from them. And that album was a lot more spitterific it was a very fun listen, but it was a lot more bar oriented of them like showing that they're very capable lyricists. But I feel like this these last I can't even say last few, like since like a piece of strange came out and that was like oh six. Like these dudes have really pushed like just really good content. Like while still being lyrical and having bars but like the content has definitely moved to the forefront of talking about you know social issues and things like that so this ep was a, a just a small dose but it was packed with with content just every line every bar man like like when you listen to this ep um i'll leave a link to the Bandcamp page just click the the tab where you can um you can look at the lyrics man and just just read it while you listen to it man this album is what is this ep is it's incredible man this is really it's really high quality high quality music and yeah let me be quiet man i could probably go on and on about just these three songs but <laughs> uh you know oh uh, actually this episode ran a little longer than i thought but yeah man that that album is it's dope man it's just it's dope so yeah i guess I'll, I'll i'll end it there um i don't have any other topics i wanted to really ramble on uh so you know just a quick recap man power rangers the movie solid flick if you want to you know go see a movie with your family have a nice little outing with your kids go 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 check it out go go give it a look uh devin the dude acoustic levitation solid album if you've been a devin fan for this long um I'm pretty sure you'll enjoy it if you're new to Devin's music. Like I said, I think you should give maybe some of his earlier works a listen first. Uh, like I said, just just trying to live probably a good one or maybe uh, to the extreme also. Um, and then maybe jump into this if you like those. But like I said, if you've been rocking with Devin for this long, 
you you know what you're getting and it's good stuff and kind of linguist rose ep three tracks of fire man just three tracks packed with content it's just dopeness and final shout out um to my homie uh richard desiree aka bobcat gold wave um his beat tape is called the wabi sabi samurai i will leave a description to that below and i'll probably let one of those beats from that uh from that project fade out this episode i'll let it run for a little bit so you guys can get a taste of it um but anywho man check out um check out all the albums man check out all the music i'll never lead you guys astray <laughs> i'm gonna give you some good quality you know indie hip-hop and not sure what albums i'll be reviewing next i did recently just purchase rock marciano's rosebud revenge so um i've only given it one listen so far so i gotta i gotta let that sit with me a little more i'll probably talk about that um i know joy badass is dropping friday um allegedly i guess kendrick is dropping friday i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure i'll get around to definitely talking about those and yeah that's it man so a lot of good music today put me in a good mood and whenever i get some some new some new tunes in my ears i will definitely share them with you guys also um, if you're a fan of uh the episodes where i cover fights with my co-host antaku um we may talk about that bellator card to be honest i'm not sure i watched it but i didn't watch it <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know but um yeah you know anytime people are getting punched and kicked in the face you know we'll be there to talk about it so whenever some some fights happen and we got the ufc pay-per-view this saturday so we'll definitely be covering that um but yeah man hopefully i, I want to deliver more music to you guys a little more frequently um that was kind of the main reason i started this podcast i know the the fights kind of took over mainly because like this last few months man it's just it's been a lot of fights just a lot of good fights but i gotta start listening to some more music i want to share more music with people put you guys on to some more stuff and y'all can put me on to to more stuff you know fair exchange bartering system <laughs> you know but yeah man i ain't gonna be in here too long making this a long outro so serious sensei i'm out be safe Yeah,